Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sunday Scaries at Grandma's. My name is Erica Gambatis. Hi, my name is Sharon Gambatis. We're really excited to be back, and we want to thank everyone for joining us for our third episode. This week, we are talking about mental health, and we know that mental health is a super broad topic, and we think that it can go into like a million different directions. So maybe we'll dig deeper into those uh, different branches like in later episodes. So today we're really going to just talk about it in general and kind of our experiences and how we think that it's changed over the years. And I wanted to start this episode uh, talking about like a recent incident because I think it's relevant and important. Um, And I know a lot of people in the uh, news have been talking about the former um, Miss USA pageant girl, um, Chesley Christ, who died of suicide and I thought that that was just relevant and important to bring up because from what I've seen of her, I would see her on TikTok a lot, and it seemed like she was a super happy person. I know that she she was a pageant girl. She used to be like a lawyer, and now she was working in the entertainment industry, and it seemed like she really liked her job and was really happy, and she was on TikTok all the time. And I don't know. She just seemed like a really happy person. Um and just one of those people like where you like just would not expect, you know, to I know it's so sad die of suicide. And I think it just goes to show how there are so many people who are struggling with mental illness and you just don't know it oh. because they don't show it. Right. On the outside. It, so. so I thought that that was just something that we can like start out with um, because it's really sad, but it's also just interesting and eye opening that it's kind of everywhere. And a lot of people don't show it, and they do a good job of not showing it. Yes, they do. I realize that. Right. So, yeah. So, I guess just to start out with two. Um, so, Mimi, how do you think that, like, America or just the world's viewpoint on mental health has changed, like, compared to now and compared to when you were my age? Well, when, uh, when I was your age, I, I didn't even think about mental health at all, ever. Right. Like, was that even a term? That was ever even brought up. Um, I know my mother had problems with mental health. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. And so when it came to maybe like getting help with like your mental battles and things like that, like would anyone really go to therapy when you were my age? No, but I went to therapy later on. Right. And um, my mother was she was brutal to me. And then a social worker says, you know what? You can walk away from being talked to that way. Just walk away. Right. So that helped me a lot because I always felt bad. Yeah. So I did. I walked away. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that that's important. And I think especially for someone your age, like you probably just thought that a lot of things were, I guess, like normal. Right. And I thought everything was my fault. Right. And it's just, it's just, I wish that like back then that it would be like acceptable to be able to like talk about your problems and things, you know, to like right. train people. But it seems like with, for your generation or like when you were my age, it was almost like if you were to get help, like for like mental problems, you were considered like crazy. Probably so. Right. Right. Like it was like you were like nuts if you were going yeah. to a therapist and like I just watched the sopranos and uh you know how like it's all set around how it's a mafia guy like going to therapy right oh, yeah right. so then it's like his his uncle who was like 80 and he like finds out that 
he's like going that his nephew's like going to therapy and like he thinks that his nephew is just like a nutcase because he's going to therapy for like panic attacks but like it's just it's like the generation thinks that going to like therapy at that age is like you're probably like crazy if you had to go see a therapist and panic attacks are very real oh yeah so i think that i think that mental health is like a new a relative a relatively new discussion that's like happening now with everyone and i think that now it's like bringing like brought up to like importance and everyone's like talking about it so as someone like your age do you like think that that is like a good thing that everyone's like starting to talk about it and actually like get help and bring awareness to everything right i mean and if you have good friends you can discuss things with them and i don't know if they grow that what's her name that jumped off the building um chesley christ i mean i wonder if she that it was she was so desperate it has it's, it sounds horrible right yeah i don't i don't know exactly um like what her personal life was um i didn't really know a lot about her until like this incident happened but i know that like she did struggle with depression and like she was considered like a highly functioning like depressed person so it's just like one of those things where you don't necessarily like know what's going on in someone's life and uh, it's also it's like they can come across as being so happy on social media and in the news and everything like I that. Wow, it's so fake. Right. Yeah. But then it's like they're actually like struggling with a lot of things. And then I also think that that makes people feel like they are alone, you know, when like they are dealing with things and like they everyone seems like they have like a perfect life. So it makes everyone insecure about their own life. Yes, that's true, too. And things like that. Um, I keep saying that's true. That's true. <laughs> everything you say, you bring up good points. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, you do. But yeah, so I I don't know. I just thought it was like really interesting how um, in today's world, I think it's like a great thing that mental health is like being taken seriously and that people are like, it's more acceptable now to like get help and talk about it. For sure. Right. Then it would have been even like 20 years ago, probably. Right. And I also think that like the field itself is changing a lot because I mean, even in The Sopranos, like for that time in like the 90s, the therapy that they were doing in the show is considered like progressive, but watching it now, like 20 years later, yeah. it's kind of interesting how the therapy that I saw was like more like Freudian therapy where it was like the dream analysis and kind of it's, it's a lot of like a lot of things that they talked about, like in that show were things that are just kind of like obsolete practices now, you know, like. Did Psycho. Tony have panic attacks? Is that what his mm-hmm. problem was? Yeah, in the show he had like panic attacks. And it was interesting because like they said like he said that his dad would have panic attacks too. And what did his dad do about it? Nothing because it was like A completely taboo. Yeah. And they all thought that like they had heart problems because of it, but really it was like a mental problem and and things like that. So, I mean, that show is just, like, I think that show's super interesting. And, like, for the time, it was considered super progressive to have a show that was kind of focused about mental health That's at right. the time. But, like, even looking back at it now, like, even, like, like the studies and, like, the type of practices that, like, the therapist was doing is kind of outdated now because therapy really isn't, like, revolved around, like, dream analysis and, like, Freudian concepts anymore. It's more of, like, just, like, talking through your problems and like doing exercises to like get through them, you know? Now, um, does it is helping you yourself personally? Yeah. So another thing that I thought that we can like dig into was um, our own like personal experiences, like with our like mental health journeys and 
where we are now and like our therapy like experiences. Um, so I guess like if, so to go first, um, I started going to therapy my senior year of college and one of like the big reasons why I wanted to go to therapy was like to try and like understand anxiety. Um, so I guess just to like dig into my experience, um, for me, I feel like I was in high school and like growing up, like I really wasn't an anxious person at all. No, not really. Yeah. Like I think I was like socially anxious because I was like super shy growing up. And I think a lot of that was like anxiety about like talking to people because I was just like an extremely shy person. Like, you know that. Yes. (laughs) And everyone knows that. But I, so I think just growing up, I was super shy, but like when it came to like high school, I was really not anxious at all. And I like, I never really thought about consequences to anything. I feel like, like I would just do what I wanted and I would have fun. And I just like, wouldn't think of consequences really. Well, you were very popular in high school. No, I wasn't. Hey, you were. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. No, I was not. Well, <laughs> and that does nothing to do with anxiety <laughs> either. But oh, well, I, just, I mean, I thought that you were popular and you came into yourself. Um. Well, yeah, I think I like came into myself and like I had like right. a big group of friends, but right. But yeah, I feel like in high school I was just like less anxious and I was like willing to like get outside of my comfort zone because I feel like my comfort zone was just wider. And then I went to college and I like kind of started getting anxious my freshman year of school. Um, But I think something that helped me a lot was my freshman year of school. I like took a religion class and in that class, like she went through, my professor went through a bunch of different religions and some of their practices and things. And we learned a lot about mindfulness. So like through that class, like I, kind of learned a lot about like understanding like your own like mental like health and like thoughts and meditating and like things like that and just like finding like peace with everything on earth because I think that like a lot of religions try and get like their followers to like do that and just like find like peace on earth and like not like really have to like struggle so hard to like desire things like you know around them so I think that honestly taking that class and like practicing a lot of it like helped me a lot with my anxiety my freshman year but I mean for me it was more so like I grew up in Cleveland and then I moved to Tampa for school and it was like I don't want to say like culture shift because I I don't think it was like a culture shift but it was it was a huge just like social shift for me because no one was from the Midwest which I didn't realize that there was really like Midwest things and (laughs) like everyone was from like the Northeast and like Jersey and Massachusetts and Long Island and everything and it seemed like everyone kind of knew each other or could like relate to each other in some type of way already because and I didn't realize that my school was going to be mostly people from that region but it kind of seemed like everyone at my school already had like conversation starters because they knew where everyone was like from and everyone just like kind of knew like people that like people of people and things like that because they were all from like the same place so so you got anxious Right. Yeah. So I felt out of place a lot. And then it also was like a shift because everyone at my school was like gorgeous and like super skinny and like tanned. And they also had like a lot of money, a lot of the people at my school. So that was like kind of like a source of like insecurity, but I don't really know about like anxiety. I think just like socially, I was like having a hard time fitting in. But like I said, like I feel like the whole mindfulness 
that I was like practicing, like really helped me just like be happy with like what I had type of thing. And then my sophomore year, I switched majors and I switched to a harder major. I started out doing nursing and then I switched to forensic science, which was like super similar to a chemistry major. And it was definitely harder and my schoolwork was like picking up. And I put a lot of pressure on myself, like academically. So I always like had to get A's type of thing, which in the moment I knew was like damaging to like, <laughs> my mental health. But, like, <laughs> like I like I knew it was, but I still would do it. Like I still would pride myself like in my grades and like I would beat myself up if like I like wasn't studying hard enough. And that was just like my whole self-worth was like based off of my grades, which was super unhealthy. Um, but then I would say like in my like junior and senior year, like my anxiety just got really bad, mostly because my school got like super intense. And I know like at one point I was taking physics, analytical chemistry and organic chemistry, like all at the same time. And it was like, it was just so much like stress and pressure. So like school wise was going bad. Like there was things going on like back home and like family that like made me upset there was like a lot of fighting going around me, like with my friends. Um, and then I just felt like super socially anxious at that time too. And I just remember having like a hard time, like connecting with people, like when I would like go out and just like talking to people and I don't know. So then I find that so hard to believe. I'm glad you're sharing. I'm surprised that you find that hard to believe because I was so shy growing up. Not with me. See, I never saw that side of you. Yeah. But like, I think everyone in our family, like, saw me as like super shy like probably like like our like ex- like my like great aunts and uncles and things like that like they all knew I was shy and like even I don't know I was just I was really shy with people who I didn't see like a lot type of thing probably okay I can understand so that. I was I don't know I just I grew up I was like really shy and like I was nervous to like talk type of thing because it's more so like and then in college it was more I just like was even afraid to be in a conversation with someone because I felt like I was going to, like, run out of things to say and stuff like that. Oh, I feel so bad. It's okay. It's okay. I feel terrible. Well, I'm just trying to be honest because well, I, I bet you that there's, like, a lot of other people. And I think that, especially with college kids, like, I think that this is probably something that a lot of people deal with because, for me, like, I'm just, like, an introvert and I'm not talkative. And, like, I have, a, like, I used to have, like, a really hard time even just, like, forming conversations with people. And, like, then when you're, like, no, like, when you're conscious of having a hard time, like, talking, then... Then you get talk less. Well, yeah, then you talk less, and then you also get, like, really insecure about it. So, like, it's, like, even when you're in the middle of a conversation, like, all you're thinking about is, oh, like, what am I going to say next? Like, what if, like, it gets, like, an awkward silence? Like, what am I going to, like, bring up next to, like, bring us out of that awkward silence? And it's just, like, so much pressure where it gets to the point where it's, like, too overwhelming to do. So... And I feel like a lot of people might have that problem in college because... I'm sure they do. Right. And, like, for me, it was, like, I was so familiar with everyone. I went to high school with everyone who I've known since first grade. So it was different going to a whole different state and things like that. But I don't know why necessarily, but I felt like my junior and senior year, I got, like, really bad. And then with, like, my senior year of school, I got, like kind of just like crippling and like I was like anxious about everything like not just like like talking to people but everything just felt like extremely like overwhelming in my life and like I had like no control over it 
So it just came to the point where like my like thoughts were just like inhibiting me to do anything but like my schoolwork type of thing. And there was just a lot of pressure on myself. And so I decided to go to therapy my senior year of school because it was offered for free through my school. And like hypocritically, I was like a student mentor and I would always like preach going to therapy to all the kids that I would mentor and then I wouldn't go myself, even though, like, I was dealing with, like, a lot of anxiety in my life. And, like, things were just, like, completely overwhelming me. So I started going to therapy my senior year of college. And I went to, like, a few sessions. And I really liked it. And then COVID happened. And oh, to be, right. yeah. So then I came home. And to be completely honest, like, I liked being in quarantine, which is, like, an unpopular opinion because... I'm such an introvert that I liked that I felt like I had more control over everything in my life when I was in quarantine. And I felt like I could control like, you know, like my schoolwork more because everything was in one place. I didn't have to go everywhere. And I felt like I could control like my social life more because like there was an excuse not to like put myself out there all the time. And I don't know. I just felt like I had more control over my life and it actually helped with my mental health a lot. And I kind of put therapy on hold And then I went back to school for one more semester. And I think that that's when my anxiety was like the worst probably it's ever been. I was like so anxious that entire semester. I like, I just remember like really wanting to like go home and just really be done with school because it was almost over type of thing. So, and then I also just like felt like I did not fit in at all. Like it almost seemed like throughout the years, I felt like I fit in like less and less with the people at my school. And it just got like so hard for me to like, have conversations with people outside of my friend group like I was very familiar with my friends there but people outside of my friend group like I just like felt a really hard time like connecting to and I don't know I just like wanted to go home I guess so I moved home after school and I started going back to therapy because I kind of it was actually like hard for me to come home because now it was like I kind of lost like touch with a lot of my friends from high school Right. Like years later. Yeah, that's what happens. So I didn't feel like I really had like a like a concrete like friend group. And I also felt like I kind of was like living my life like through like Brett, my boyfriend, because I was like it was like I was hanging out with his friends. I was like living in his house and I was just like hanging out with like his family type of thing. So I didn't feel like I had like my own like identity. So then I ended up going to therapy like a month after like I moved home no probably like a few months after I moved home okay and bottom line is I know I'm like rambling but bottom line is it really helps me and I think I went there at first because I was like I have like had really bad anxiety in the past and I want to like do this as like a maintenance thing to like make sure it doesn't get bad again and I just like wanted to talk about a few things but it was one of those things where like I went and I ended up like learning a lot of new things about myself and then I kind of like learned like why certain things like make me upset that like I never knew before and it was just like kind of an opportunity to like unbottle like a bunch of things that made me upset that I never really like confronted I guess which is like why like even last week when I was talking about like the divorce episode and everything how like I'm learning like a lot about I'm like just starting to go on like this journey of like kind of like unraveling everything that I've just like kind of like packed down, you know, that makes me upset. So therapy itself, I think sometimes it can be super upsetting because you're kind of forced to deal with like the things that you're upset about. Right. But like in the long run, it 
ends up like helping you because now you can like identify why you feel certain ways about certain things. And like, especially for someone who like deals with like a lot of anxiety, it's one of those things where like, if I get anxious, like I have a better time, like identifying the problem now rather than kind of just getting anxious and then distracting myself to the point where like, I don't feel anxious anymore, which is what I would do before. So what did, what's the, the, um, what's the word I want to say? What, what did she do to help you? Or is it a she or a he? It's a she. And I've had like two therapists since I've been home and it's more so like they listen to you and they just like ask you the right questions and they like lead you in directions where like you just understand exactly where like, and there's, there's no, um, there's no like golden ticker. Like there's no right answer to be like, well, this is why you're that way. And this is what you have to do. It's more so just like being able to like organize your thoughts type of thing. And then they like will come in and they help you get to the point where like you organize your thoughts and like they help you get to the point where like where you have like the self-realization of like what you can do next. And they give you kind of, it's not really like, I personally don't like, like getting suggestions type of thing, I guess. Like I do sometimes, but like if I'm having a problem, like I don't like when people like just be like, oh, just do this, you know, type of thing, which I think that like the therapist that I've had done like a good job at like kind of like leading you to like possible things to like help you and like They'll just like kind of help you understand exactly like why you feel that way. And like, they'll be like, you're not crazy for feeling this way type of thing. And like, it's like normal, which also helps because it's true. A lot of these things are normal. Right. And it, it helps because like, I think that there was like, like a lot of problems I had like with like my whole like, like childhood and things like that. So then like bringing that up, it's like, well, like you aren't crazy for being upset about this. Like, I think a lot of people would be upset about it. Of course type they of thing. would be. So I think that therapy is definitely like, I mean, so many people are going for so many different reasons. And I know that like my reasons for going are probably like so minimal to someone else who might be going. Probably they are, you're right. Right. So it's like, so I know that like, I can't like speak for everyone when it comes to that, but I think it just, it really helps you like feel like you aren't like crazy or like you're not like by yourself. And it also like helps you like kind of just like understand more about yourself and like why you might be a certain way so that you can like fight that rather than just like suppress it type of thing. So did she bring out anything that you said, oh yeah, that's, that's okay. Or. Well, I mean, it was more so just like, I would be like, I would kind of just like go on about something that like kind of like bothered me as like maybe like a kid or something. And it's, I don't know. I don't want to get into like too much of details. Okay type of thing but it would just be more so of like well yeah like it's it's reasonable that you like still struggle with this because that's not like a good thing for like a kid to experience or that's not a good thing for anyone to experience so like like don't feel like guilty or like like it's weird that you feel that way because it's like normal type of thing it is normal so I think that it's like for me personally like it's helped me it's not like cured me of anything really but it's like it's helping me like understand kind of and I always think you have to like understand things before you like tackle them type of thing so that's true so yeah so I don't know so then if you want to go into like maybe your experiences if you've ever been to therapy or if you've ever like gone through um any times where like you've just like felt like upset or anything like that well when I was in high school I went to a catholic high school Mm-hmm. And the Catholic high school was ridiculous because they said if you wore a sweater, you were 
there was something wrong with you. You couldn't wear, uh, you had to wear something on your head. And it was like ridiculous. Yeah. And Wait, why a sweater? <laughs> they just didn't think it was good for a girl to wear a sweater. Like, did they think the it 60s. was too gimpy or did they think it was like too masculine? No, they thought it was too out there to wear a sweater. It's, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What were you supposed to wear? Like uh, a dress? Yeah, or a blouse or whatever. No uh-huh. sweaters. It was, God. And it was just, I mean, Catholic schools were, uh, I wouldn't suggest them to anybody. Right. Unless they change nowadays. But they well, scared I, you I, about everything. I think they, yeah, I think that they've definitely changed. But I, I know that when you were growing up, like, they would hit students, too, for, like, discipline. Right? Yeah. Which is like traumatizing. Right. And not used anymore, like at all. No. And it was just like they scared you about everything. And life isn't to be scared. I mean, you can't be scared about everything. Right. It's something that's in so insignificant as that. Right. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I feel like uh I feel like there definitely is like certain maybe like schools are just like not like organizations, but I do feel like not everything's like perfect now, but I feel like schools and anything involved with like children is kind of leaning more now towards like mental health and like being more aware. Um, but yeah, I don't know if, so if there, is there any time that you've like really struggled with anything, like anything that's like helped you out, like out of your struggles? Um, well, there was a time that I sat in a chair for six months because I was so depressed Right. And I won't tell you the reason why, but um, I was just didn't know where my life was going. Yeah. And it was very scary. And what did you do to get out of that? Because right like now. Took me a long time. But it's it's interesting because now like everyone that I know who knows you like thinks that you are like the most positive person. So how did you basically get from that point to where you are now? Like where you are like very positive. Because I think that um, I was always looking for what I didn't have. And now I focus on what I do have. Right. And I'm grateful for what I do have instead of what I don't have. And since you have that attitude, you are a mirror of yourself. So whatever you're thinking bounces back to you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when it comes down to, really just being like really upset about something. And I think that like, there's so many different things that can help different people, but I think you have to really just find something that works for you because like, there's not, like I said, there's not just like, no, there's nothing a right written. or wrong way. And like, you just have, everyone has such different personalities that something that worked for someone else is not going to work for you like necessarily. And um, I know that like, like you've told me before that like you read a lot of books and like that. I did self-help. I was always, I I would even take you to storybook time and I was always looking for self-help books always. Right. That's what I gravitated to. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never I've never really like dove into self-help books myself and I'm not I'm not a reader though. And I I literally just started reading this one book and it, well I didn't start reading it. It's an audiobook that I listened to at work, but I just started doing that <laughs> like and it's like kind of a self-help book, but yeah, like I've never really tried that myself, but when you like were in that time, did you ever like, did you feel like you can reach out to people and ask for help or did you feel like too alone to do so? I didn't feel alone, but I knew I had to do it myself. Yeah. But um, I did surround myself with positive people too that add value to my life. Yeah. So when you have people that are on your side, I think they're on my, I know they're on my side 
And that always helps when you have a friend you can count on. Well, yeah, I feel like you do have like a lot of good friends that, I mean, you hang out with friends more than I hang out with friends. (laughs) Well, the thing of it is, um, I got my own life. I used to live another life and now I got my own life with my own friends and I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you seem, well, from what I can see, like you seem really happy now. And I know that a lot of people think that like you're very positive now. So I wasn't, believe me. Yeah, I was not. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're in like a better space now, but I mean, I think that also just shows that you can be in like a very dark and like negative place and come out of that too. You can believe me if I could do it, anybody could do it. Yeah. So I guess after now that we've like shared a little bit of our own experiences. Yeah, how nice that was. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Now that we've had our own therapy session on tape, (laughs) um, I just kind of wanted to dive into some of like the statistics about mental health in America just to kind of like grasp um, like where it's at and kind of understand like how it's changed over the years. Um, So one statistic that I see a lot is that one in five adults in the U.S. experience mental illness. So that's like 20 per, 20% of people experience some type of mental illness. Um, and I know like anxiety disorders are the, up there. It's horrible to have an anxiety disorder, though. That is the worst. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's – I mean, there's so many – there's just such a spectrum. I don't know if spectrum is like the correct term, but I mean, there is just so many because it goes everywhere from like anxiety, depression. Then you have like on the opposite like schizophrenia and even like eating disorders and things like that. And so I think that I don't know, like there's nothing that's like this is the one's not worse than the other type of thing. So it's not really like a spectrum, I guess, but it's just more so like, you know, everyone like deals with everything in a different way. So every, like every struggle might be different to someone else, you know, but every, I mean, if you go to, to get help, everything's treatable. Yeah. I mean, and you have to have money too to go get help. Right. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about was really how, well, one, I think that years ago, if you wanted to see a therapist, like you had to have a lot of money. Right. And now I think it's trying to be, become like more accessible And something that's interesting that I was just talking about with someone who um, is in school now to be a counselor in, like, in an elementary school, which I thought was interesting because I remember being in elementary school and I did not have a counselor. I know. Like, I remember having a counselor in high school at my school and maybe, maybe middle school. I'm not sure, but like elementary school, I never remember there being like a therapist there, you know? So I think that that's really interesting how nowadays, like schools are really just like staffing more therapists to kind of, right, to help people at a younger age, like kind of, especially when it comes to like maybe like conflict resolution. I find it really interesting how maybe in elementary school, like if a kid's like causing trouble, he might get sent to a therapist now instead of a principal. So they kind of like can understand why someone might be causing problems or like why someone might be like bullying instead of like just immediately like disciplining and like not like solving the root issue in the first place. So I think that that might be like an interesting approach that's happening like nowadays. But and it's I think that mental like health care is becoming more accessible because especially with the Internet, too. That's true, too. Yeah, there is more. Like you can do a telehealth 
mental health appointment. And like, I mean, even with COVID, it's becoming like super fast. Like everything's being brought up. But then there's also the opposite, like devil's advocate that the internet is like ruining everyone's mental health too. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you gotta do the pick your battle, you right? So, but I mean, I do think it's becoming more accessible and I think you obviously do need money. Like I know for me, since I have insurance, it's not too much money, but like you can be on a different insurance plan and it costs a lot more money. Well, usually it's like a hundred dollars an hour, isn't it? Well, so I, th- I remember like seeing a, the bill for one of my sessions and I think it was like $200. Oh and my then, God. Yeah. Just like for like the one session. And then like after all of that, like I just pay like a $20 copay. Oh, okay. But I mean, for a lot of people, it's not even, it's not like that. Like, you know, a lot of people, mental health isn't even covered under insurance and a lot of people don't even have insurance. I don't know like how much Medicaid or Medicare like covers mental health at all. So that would be something interesting to look into, but it is expensive. And I mean, it falls under healthcare, which <laughs> means that in America, it's expensive. I really, it's, it, I wonder what it's like in other countries, honestly. I don't know. It's just like um, getting physicals on everything. They should really push yeah. having, a, right. you know, doctors should push right. you to go take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's actually going, like, I think that's going to happen more with, um, like future generations too. Like, I think they're going to have more access to that. And like, like even with their school, like, I think it's going to be free. And I know like for me, I was able to go to therapy for free when I was in college because it's good. it was included in my tuition, which was overpriced. So, <laughs> I mean, if imagine if I didn't go then, but I, it, it's also interesting too, because in college they like kind of brag about how they give you like free counseling you know but really it was so hard to make an appointment because was everybody going well not necessarily that it's just that a lot of schools are completely understaffed with counselors like they can afford to hire more but they don't so it's like usually like a one two month wait list just to get in so tell me this tell me how you're feeling february 6 2022 have do you feel like you made progress? Yeah, I think I definitely like made progress. I don't think I've really solved anything, but I think I'm like I'm kind of like on the path of just like understanding a lot of things, like so that in the future like I can like solve them and cope with them better. And like I'm just like trying to like I guess just like learn more about myself because I have to find like what helps for me. And like right now I don't have like the type of attention to like meditate you know and it's like for me personally like I know that like meditation like helps so many people and I think that it's definitely like a great tool but like where I am like right now I get so bored when I like am sitting in silence that like being bored makes me anxious like type of thing so it like I don't know. I especially so it's because it's catch twenty two for you, right? And I think because of social media and TikTok, I get bored so easy. Especially because of TikTok. Ever since I downloaded TikTok, like I have to be constantly like entertained. You know, well, they have apps on the phone where you can hear stories before you go to sleep to right get you to settle down. Right. Well, it's it's hard to explain, but like because TikTok is just a constant like stimulus, like it's a video after a video. Like, there's no breaks. Yeah, there isn't. It's kind of a thing now where if I'm sitting in silence, like I get agitated because I feel bored. Like I get bored a lot easier 
it's like, it takes a lot less to make me bored now. So I get like super agitated when I'm bored now too. And like, I like don't like sitting in silence anymore and it's, it's definitely unhealthy. And so for me, when I like go to do something like meditate where I'm like sitting in silence, it makes me anxious because I'm like, I feel like I'm just so bored that it's uncomfortable. Oh yes. <laughs> Which is so I no, that's just don't do it. Well, I know exactly. So like that's what I'm saying. Like for me now, I'm trying to like learn more about myself and like what I can do really to find something to like help me like with my anxiety and like my thoughts and things like that. So I'm kind of like on that path right now where I feel a lot better because like I feel like I have more control like of my life and my situation. But I, I'm obviously, like, not, like, cured or anything because I'm still, like, I think it's just, like, a path that's, like, probably never going to end. Like, it's always going to take work. Even if you feel a lot better, I think you should still go to therapy. Yes. Well, I don't need to go to therapy anymore, but yeah, um, I'm, I went to therapy and I'm done with that. So... Well, yeah, but I I think that even if you have nothing wrong in your life, like, it's a good idea to go because, like. I don't have anything to say to them. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's even like the small things. Like, even if I have like a hard day at work, it's nice to talk about. Well, for you now. Yeah, yeah, now. Well, it's, yeah. So it's like, even if you don't think that you have anything, because I mean, even when I went, I didn't think I had that big of a problem going but like so then I go and then I started talking about like a lot of things that I kind of like pushed down and it like ended up helping a lot in other areas of my life do you think you're too hard on yourself <laughs> I mean probably in some I ways mean, some of these things don't matter really when you think about it oh I know but like you think that they matter in the moment right which is I mean that's another thing with their social media and like I think that we should probably do like our own episode like separately on social media because I think it's just such a huge topic. But I know that with social media, it's like everyone in the moment is hard on themselves about their life because they're seeing everyone else's life that seems super happy, you know? Well, I mean, like I've lived so much longer than you have. And I I went through ups and downs and ins and outs. And, right. and so I know what it feels like. I know what you feel like. It's not that I don't because I do. But at this point in my life, I'm very happy. And I find, I found my happy place. Well, I'm glad that you did too. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I, I mean, I think that even when you do like find a like happy place, it's still good to like continue to like take care of yourself. Because I mean, even if you, maybe like you say, like you do feel happy, like something can happen that like completely throws off your balance and then you end up like being upset like in the future and like going to therapy like consistently can help you like kind of prevent that and like take control of like a drastic situation like beforehand type of thing right I I agree with you so I definitely think that even therapy as like a preventative tool is can be like super important and I also just like think that there shouldn't be any shame to it because you know, like just because you go to therapy doesn't mean you're a nut type of thing. And well, probably there's a lot of people, you know, they go, they don't say it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's why also, too, like I, I was like even debating on like sharing our own experiences because I like really don't know if anyone even wants to hear about yeah, it type of thing. Because like I, I have no idea. Yeah. Like I don't know if people even want to hear about it, but I think just like being one, like someone that actually does like say it out loud, like to the public is important because then 
like it just like I just want to make it like more normalized to go type of thing so I mean that's why like I was like okay well I think it's important to say that I go because one if you were to look at my social media you probably would never guess that I have like problems because I absolutely not yeah because I of course like consciously like choose things of me at my best you know so like that's like one thing so then I think it's like important too if I'm gonna like publicly share like the good times of my life, like I should probably publicly share like the negative times of my life because or else I'm just like, you know, a part of the problem that makes me upset in the first place. I think you're doing better now, aren't you? Well, yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I just I'm just saying, like in general, like I feel like it's important to like be open about it because then it just gets rid of like the stigma in the first place. But anyways, going back to when we were, like, kind of, like, touching on social media and everything, like, one thing I wanted to bring up that I thought was an interesting statistic is that, um, like I said before, so the stats are that, like, one in five adults in the U.S. experience mental illness, which is, like, 20%. But when you, like, split it between males and females, um, the percent, like, for mental illness in females is 24.5% versus 16.3% in males. So males think that... Nothing's ever wrong. Right. Well, so I, so I think that it could be like an actual like difference between male and female or like, do you just think that like males maybe like underreport it too? Because I mean, all I, these, they don't think the way we do, like they just right. don't. Well, I mean, I think in general men, like, I mean, I think that's like kind of like just generalizing it. I think that, like, men do, though, like, struggle with, like, mental health problems, of course. Of course. But I wonder if it's just more of a thing where it's, like, maybe they just, like, don't report it as much. But then, because, you know, a lot of these stats come from self-reporting type of thing. So, I don't, I think it might just be, like, maybe, like, a pride thing. But I also think that when it comes down to the whole reason why I think that, like, mental like health issues are on a rise is because of social media and technology and everything like that. And I think that it affects women more than men. I do too, but there is, I mean, this, some of them have chemical imbalances and that's very treatable with the right drug that uh, you get your serotonin levels back. Mm, Well, yeah, it's hard to say that it's like very treatable drugs because sometimes it is yes sometimes I mean I think that sometimes it does help people a lot but I think that you still have to like get help with like your personal things in your life rather than just like the chemical things too you know to help you get to a good place um but yeah I mean I think that though when it comes to like women versus men in this situation and I think that it it's just interesting how I think how women like in social media just have such like a strange like relationship because of how social media just like sets so much so many standards for like women compared to men which we kind of like talked about with plastic surgery too and how it's just like raising the standards for a woman to like compare themselves but um one thing now that I think is kind of interesting that maybe is super different from when you were growing up I think that ads and things like in campaigns are kind of changing more now to be like more inclusive. Like I think that they're showing a lot more different body sizes. They're showing like more like races, like they're like changing gender norms and things like they're also showing like different, like, um, like sexualities and stuff. Like, so now like you might have like a commercial with like, you know, like 
like a mixed racial couple, which like probably would not happen like when. No, never. Right. So now it's like, I think that society is like trying to change to kind of make people, because I can imagine like. Equal. You know, yeah. So I can imagine like it making someone really upset to not see anyone that looks like them. Right. In all the ads and everything like that. So I think that now society is like trying to get to the point where like they're having people have like different body sizes and try to get to the point where it's everyone feels like included with like all the ads and campaigns. So like, I think that that's a good thing. I do too. Um, And I just like, I wonder where it's going to go from here. Like if these things are going to counteract each other, like enough between social, like the negative effects of social media and then like maybe the positive ones of it being more like inclusive, you know? Okay. Well, so kind of just like to show us though, like where we are at like now, um so for teens i know which is the age 12 to 17 in this statistic report the rates of depression have increased 52 percent between 2005 and 2017 wow which is like it's incredibly large so like that is like half the like of the population has like yeah half the teenagers right so I mean, and I think, you know, when you look at the dates, 2005 to 2017, like, that's definitely social media and technology. And I think that, like, obviously, like, teenagers are, like, super vulnerable to that because, you know, that's, like, where they're getting a lot of their information and things like that nowadays. So I think that just, like, looking at that statistic, I think that just shows, like, where we are right now in America. And I think that, like, some people are taking the right steps to, like, counteract that, but it's more so, like, what are we going to do, you know, to stop that from going up and I think like you know the right steps might be like increasing therapy in schools and increasing like counselors in schools making like the discussion about like getting help more open and more acceptable you know and things like that so like I feel like there is more like like more it's like more normalized now to get help but like I don't know if it's enough effort being put forth to counteract the effects of social media and technology and all of those things on like you know what I'm saying yes I do know what you're <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like I'm saying like I mean I do know what you're saying I mean it is changing right and I'm, I'm saying that like I hope that all of the stuff that people are taking to help mental health are actually going to be enough basically to counteract all the negative effects of social media and the things that are affecting children because I mean I don't know why I'm like blinking on any other reason besides social media right now that might be a reason why these rates are getting so high but I really think that's just it because like social media helps you it doesn't help you but social media like can show you like someone on the complete opposite side of the world doing better than you at all times you you don't know that for sure though I mean it could seem oh, right. like they might be doing better, but... Right, and that's the problem is because so many people are just, like, showing the absolute, like, best selves of them. Right. And so. it's just, like, it's a problem, and especially, like, with women, and I just feel like it's making it's making everyone, like, very insecure and very upset about themselves and, like, anxious and, like, trying to be, like, their best. And, like, how I said with, like, plastic surgery, like, before, like, I feel like that's, like, obviously aiding, aiding in it, and, like, plastic surgery is going to be like one of those things where people are going to feel like they need to get it to like fit in. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like 
so much has changed. And I mean, since you didn't grow up with like social media and anything like that, like, could you imagine being like a teenager right now with social media? Like, how do you think it would make you feel? I I wouldn't have any idea because it was a, it was just a different time right then. It was just, yeah. I mean, we used to play Monopoly. We used to play out in the street. I mean, I guess all children do that, but, and then there was dances in high school and that kind of stuff. Right. Do you think that a lot of people struggled with mental health when you were younger, but like they just didn't know what it was? I, you know what? I guess I never paid attention to what anybody else was, you know, yeah, unless they were really bad. Yeah. I feel like when it comes down to it, like during maybe that time, people probably like would like suffer from mental health but they really didn't even know what it was in the first place for sure that's the truth yeah and they probably just was like well this must be normal so like I'm not going to get any help or like I don't need to talk about it or they probably were like afraid to talk about it or anything like that so I think it's good that it's shifting now but I wonder if it's like I wonder if that discussion is shifting now just because like it's getting so bad and out of control that like we're finally doing something about it because yeah when you get those statistics that um 50% of teenagers right it's a lot yeah i mean and and it's it's really sad and it leads to like a lot of a lot of like problems too with like just everything i mean it especially when it's that young too like it can control the like your future. Yeah, I could control your future. It, it really is just, I mean, and of course, like I said before, like the whole reason why I wanted to start this podcast was like, like my initial like thought of like starting a podcast was basically because like how growing up, like I thought that I always like wanted kids type of thing. And now I'm like, the world is just changing so fast and it's like kind of getting out of control where like I'd be afraid to bring a kid in the world. And then I see stats like this and it's kind of like, it's really sad because it's like, well, it seems like now like, if I do have a child, like, there's a 20% chance that, like, they can suffer from, like, mental illness. And, like, what if I do, like, a bad job and, like, something... You're not, you're not going to do it. Well, yeah, but I'm job. saying it's just, like, what if... Like, and the number's growing, too. So, it's just one of those things where it's, like, it's just becoming so prevalent that I would just... I would feel so bad, like, bringing them into, like, a world that's kind of designed to, like, put them down. In my, when I was younger, I never felt that way. Right. Exactly. And that's what, and that's why I want to start this podcast, especially with you, because I'm like, I'm kind of on the verge of like, am, has this, like, has all these problems kind of always been a thing, but, or I'm kind of like in the mindset of like, has there always been problems with the world, but the problems are just like changing into different topics, you know, because I mean, when you grew up, there was like war going on. Well, it was over. <laughs> It was over. Well, you you were through the Vietnam War. Yeah, the which Vietnam, caused, that's true. Which, I mean, I'm sure that people at that time, in the 60s, I bet you people at that age were like, what is going on with the world right now? Like, the world's going to shit, like, you know, because people were fighting over human rights. Right. So, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, am I being dramatic? Like, am I being, like, dramatic saying that the world is, like, crashing and burning? when maybe people always felt this way because like maybe you know people in the 60s felt the way that I do now thinking that the world's going in a bad direction you know but maybe it's just a whole new type of problem 
And then maybe in 20 years, like it will be a whole new type of problem where people think, wow, like the world was so much better 20 years yeah, ago. That's, that's what you're probably going to say in 20 years. Right. I mean, I know that people like nowadays, like glamorize the 60s and 70s and 80s and stuff. But then like people. That's time. Yeah. Yeah. But then when people were like, were living in those ages, like, you know, there was like, like segregation and there was the Vietnam War going on and there was a lot of problems going on and so maybe it will be like one of those things where in 20 years from now, people will be like, oh, it was so much better in the 20s. Like, in the set, yeah, in the 20s, 22. Right. So, I mean, and I think that that was just, I don't know. I, that's why I kind of just wanted to talk about the current problems now. And I mean, maybe in the future, we can even talk about like, you know, big problems back then that don't exist anymore because that could be more of like a positive outlook, you know? Yeah. I mean, positive is everything. Right. So... So, yeah, so I guess just to kind of like wrap up this episode, like I know that like mental health is very broad and like we can probably talk about this for days because it goes off into so many different directions and it's tied to so many things. But just like from our experiences and then also just like how we think that it's like changed over the years, like we just wanted to kind of have a discussion about that and just talk about where we think it might be going type of thing. So, I mean, just generally, I feel like it might be going the direction that we're trying to just counteract all the damage that we've caused, but we're still causing more damage. So we'll see where it goes. But I mean, as of right now, like it just scares me to see like how upset just normal life things are making people. Well, no, not normal life things, but I'm, what I'm saying, it's, it's just, it's upsetting to me how things that people do every day, like are just upsetting people like in return I guess you know just like using social media it seems so harmless but like in return it just is like it could be upsetting someone else like, across the world and it just it's really crazy and it's just so out of our hands but I am glad that people are taking like the steps and they're normalizing like mental health and be like going to get help is becoming more Think accessible of the future. yeah Right. So, so yeah, I don't know if you have any finishing thoughts about that. No, I was just nice to share you, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> nice to share this with you because I found out things about you I didn't know. And I'm sure you found out things about me you didn't know. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. I thought that this was a really good discussion. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who yes. listened to this episode. If you're still here, thank you for listening to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, listen, please. Yeah, I probably have to pay everyone for listening to us, <laughs> like our therapist. So, um, so yeah, thank you thank everyone you. for listening. And if you have any suggestions for us, anything that you want us to answer, just let us know. Um, we appreciate your guys' feedback. I guess you can rate us on Spotify and Apple. I really don't know if it does anything, but a lot of other podcasts say to do that. So I feel like it might do something important, but so (laughs) if you want to give us a reading, go for it. Um, But yeah, so thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye.